So, Jess, what songs do you want to do this week? I don't care. Oh, jeez, really? That's the attitude you're going to give me? Yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, you're being so apathetic. What? You're being so apathetic. I can't stand all this apathy. Okay, the one thing I can't be apathetic about is how you pronounce apathetic. 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 It's pronounced apathetic. You're a pathetic. You are laugh at me like I'm not happy with anything, anytime, anywhere. And the half of me is all about apathy. And the other half just doesn't care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> Hello. We're fighting over the microphone. Jessica's got the microphone, like, basically in her face, so she doesn't have to lean in. She can just lay back, relax. I've been up since 4 a.m., and it's currently 4 in the afternoon. I'm exhausted. (laughs) I did a whole day of work from home, sitting at the computer, doing that stuff, looking up the song this week. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm, if I'm apathetic, if I come off apathetic, it's because I'm tired. It's because I'm a hard-working man. Top Acknowl- of the show business? Acknowledge what a hard-working man I am. Any top of the show business? <laughs> yes. You're such a hard-working man. Thank you. You're a hard-working Dan. Now I feel completely embarrassed that I made you say that. <laughs> you said it. You should. <laughs> um, yes, we have... So I meant to been meaning to mention this for a couple of weeks, but we're on where uh, Sadie Hawkins pod is basically on discord now, not like officially and it's not our discord, but the guys over at uh, growing up punk pod, they uh, who we've like interacted a little bit, a little bit with on social media. Um, they have done crossover stuff with Jimmy Eat pod a lot. And obviously we're closely tied to Jimmy Eat Pod. The growing up, po- the growing up punk guys started a Discord. Like, I don't really know a lot about Discord, but basically, it's like a, it's like a network. It's like a Discord network. So when you log in, you'll see multiple rooms for all of these different like pop punk, mall punk, sort of podcasts. Magnified Pods on there. Um, who else? Jimmy Eat Pods on there. I gotta look at the list, nice. and we have so we have a channel, and it's basically like a chat room. I did Discord for a little bit. I even had like the Discord app on my desktop, and I just did not enjoy it. You know what I mean? But I've got the hang of it now. I like the fact that, as far as Sadie Hawkins Pod having a Discord, we're a sub Discord of this like, you know, Uber <laughs> Discord with all of these different podcasts. Cool. So if you want to get access to it you just have to shoot us a dm and we'll send you an invite code and then you're it's open to everyone everyone can join but it's like closed for security so you just have to get a key uh, the key code from us interesting gotcha yeah so i've been like keeping an eye on it and posting little things about our podcast and asking other people about their podcast so there's the talking records podcast growing up punk jimmy eat pod pop punk and pizza podcast magnified pod Punk Rock Sanity Podcast and us. Nice. Yep. So you can join up with that. And I also joined, while I had Discord on my phone again, I was like, oh, I guess I should join the Reliant K Discord. And I did. Nice. (laughs) And then 
I completely forgot to mention this last week as well because it's also that that goes back like two or three weeks. This update goes back like two weeks. I meant to mention last week, but that Andre Vinco cover that was on Spotify that we've talked about here and there. Mm-hmm. It was removed from Spotify. Not removed from Spotify, sorry. It was removed. It, the problem was it was a cover mm-hmm. that this guy did of Over It. Right. And then it appeared on Reliant K's Spotify main page as new single by Reliant K. Right. But it's just a cover of Reliant K. Well, um, Josh McTarnaga, Tarnaga, Josh Mac, <laughs> Josh Mac. Tarnaga, sorry, I've never said your name out loud. I'm I'm positive I'm saying it wrong. He tweeted um, at the end of September about like, what's the deal with this? Why is that there? Mm-hmm. And I guess I won't name them, but someone replied, someone who's in the Reliant K Twitter fandom because they have the the three the three right. colored circles on their thing. But later they deleted these tweets from the thread, so I was like, oh, maybe they don't want this one I'll say out there, but I guess they work for Spotify. So they went and they accessed like Spotify's records or whatever, and they fixed it. Gotcha. They removed it. So that like answers that question. And I asked that person who deleted their tweets. So again, I won't name them. I asked them, what was the deal? Why was this labeled as Reliant K? Because we had a number of theories about it. The one that I don't actually think was the case was that Reliant K heard this cover and it was like, hey, you want to make this a retroactive collab? Oh, that's the word that I say. Yep. The opening bit of me pronouncing apathetic wrong. Uh, I was parodying the last time I pronounced something wrong and Jessica got up my butt about it. It was how I say collab, collab, whatever. Anyway. I didn't actually think that Reliant K made this a retroactive collab on Spotify, but that was a possible theory. My other one was that they just, like, did it on purpose Mm -hmm. to, like, get it more eyes. But this person who's a Reliant K fan that works for Spotify, they said, no, I think it was just a mistake, an honest mistake on their part in the metadata. Mm. Because I guess there's a lot of extra metadata on tracks on Spotify that you don't see on the app. Mm-hmm. And one of them is composer. And oh, so okay. yeah. they should have put Reliant K in as composer, which composer doesn't show up. I'm sure there's ways to search it somehow, like advanced search or something on Spotify. But this person said, no, I think it was just an honest mistake that they put Reliant K as an artist instead of composer. So it's not on there anymore. Nice. And that is that. So thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> So this week we're talking about... This week the trend. This week we're... just threw me off. We're talking about apathetic way to be. (laughs) No, you wanted to do this. You were talking about doing this. So you were like, oh, we should do this week the trend soon. And I'm like, we did that song already. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like we did. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Listen, confirmed from last week, I have an ear infection. I'm on... Amoxicillin. I'm a little off. Forgive me. All right. I forgive you. (laughs) Well, I love this song. How about you? You like this song? I love this song. This is one of my all-time favorites. It's that clever wordplay, pun-tastic Reliant K. Yeah. It's a rockin' tune. It's totally awesome. (laughs) You're so (laughs) like... 
You're a little slow today. Dan. I'm. T- I said I'm not kidding. <laughs> you have to. You even though you have the ear infection, you have to make up for me today. You know, I pull your weight on this podcast a lot. For once, I'd like you to maybe pull the slack. <laughs> oh, you I've know what? We've been didn't... up since four in the morning, and it's four in the afternoon right now. I wasn't joking about that. We did the first three gears, and no one commented. We, for the past three weeks, we did a self-titled song, a, um, a uh, an anatomy song, followed by a two left song. And I, Danny, didn't notice it, no. but I did. And I really Jessica... thought about just keeping it going, and then instead, we decided to to divert. It was a such a secret that one of the hosts <laughs> didn't comment on it. You had this secret little riddle, and. I didn't know. How would other people know? Would you want them to tweet? Hey, like, hey, you've been doing these songs in a row. I should have just kept it going and see to see if somebody ever noticed. <laughs> what if we did another suite of songs, but we go backwards to the chronology? Ooh. We start well, with an air for free. Well, now you told everybody what we're going to do. Well, they'll never know. <laughs> I mean, they'll know when we start with an air for free song. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm not apathetic today. I'm tired, incredibly sleepy. Like, I'm actually, I'm keeping my energy up as much as I can, but psychologically, I'm not in this room. I'm, like, in an out-of-body experience. This EP reached number 94 on the Billboard 200. That's right, because we're talking about the apathetic EP. You just start, you started to say it, but I don't feel like we really touched on it yet. This is our first, like, official apathetic EP song, because we haven't done the truth, and... I mean, wait, what else is on the Apathetic EP now that I think about it? Because everything else is just alternate versions of In songs. In Like a Lion? Right. Was that... I don't think that was the... Was the that the thief? first... Huh. What? Yeah, The Thief and In Like a Lion would be the first time that those songs were released. Or at least in a direct way like that, right? Yeah, it's The Truth, Apathetic Way to Be, Be My Escape Acoustic, Witch to Bury Us, or The Hatchet, Hatchet Acoustic, Overthinking Acoustic... In Like a Lion, Always Winter, and then The Thief. Right. So The Thief, which is, of course, also part of the song There Was No Thief. (laughs) I mean, we're going to do that as one episode, those two songs, I think. Okay. This would be the first time that The Thief was anywhere. And then I'm looking... I mean, not saying the first time it was anywhere, but first time it was in a mass-printed, you know, like a thing you could get at your local FYE. Right. Yeah. And then... What? Wait, what? You know, like, because Relying <laughs> K... paying attention to you for a Because I'm, I'm such a dork today. <laughs> My point was absolutely apathetic way to be. And because apathetic... Oh, this is something else that's top of the show business. I'll get my thoughts together. Don't worry about it. I'm saying some of these songs on here might have existed in really like under super under the radar forms somewhere, mm-hmm. like maybe on a compilation or maybe on a seven inch or a vinyl or something. But when you're talking about like, especially in the 2000s in the still like physical media world, songs don't really get noticed by everyone until there's a CD on the shelf at FYE or Walmart and it's mass marketed on a CD. We know this for sure because of Bird and the B-Sides. How many people had no idea that any of the second half of those songs existed already in the world. Like I loved for the band, but most people, when you look online, know for the band from bird and the B sides, but I loved it from the employee of the month EP. So this is a song 
that, I wanted to wrap up by saying, I wanted to wrap up this little point by saying this as well. Daniel, you can see my socks, called us a couple weeks ago because when we talked about, and I have to look this up. <laughs> Hold on, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because even though this is known from the apathetic EP, and that's where the world heard it first, it would have first been on the vinyl in 2005. And we talked about this when we did Let It All Out. We talked about the sequencing of mm-hmm, not mm-hmm 10, but the sequencing of mm-hmm, that on the vinyl, even though you had to flip sides, it would go Let It All Out into Apathetic Way to Be, into Who I Am, Hate To, I've Been. But on the CD, of course, there's no apathetic way to be on mm mm-hmm. Now, Daniel, you can see my socks, questioned me saying that in 2005 there was a vinyl Mm -hmm. of mm mm-hmm that had apathetic way to be on it before the apathetic EP was released. And I had to question myself because the only way I ever thought that this existed was because on Discogs, it said there was a 2005 printing of the vinyl, and apparently it must have been super limited. I mean, it's 2005, like, vinyl's right. not that big yet, uh, not big again yet. And I said, well, it's hypothetically possible that Discogs messed up the information and said this was printed in 2005 when really it was just one of the, repre- one of the like, 2014 presses and someone said 2005 because that's when the album came out. But, and we'll talk about it later when you read the review... But in the Jesus Freak Hideout review of the Apathetic EP CD, Jesus Freak Hideout said that Apathetic Way to Be was originally released for the first time on the 2005 really limited vinyl by Mono vs. Stereo. Gotcha. So there was a 2005, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm 10, but mm-hmm one, because the album was only one year old at that point vinyl that had apathetic way to be on it so it re-raises the question that i talked about with let it all out of did they record apathetic way to be intending it to be part of the sequence for mm-hmm but then at some point in the discussion did they say wait we want to do an ep you know a couple months from now and apathetic way to be seems like a great song to lead that ep so let's pull that song out of this out of the mass market sequence of mm-hmm and we'll only put it on the limited vinyl as like a easter egg for the real fans to find before the ep comes out that's my question or did they always intend for apathetic to be part of an ep as far as cds go but then they were also like oh well, let's throw it on the vinyl ahead of the ep as an easter egg for fans that would look for this vinyl i don't know Good I don't, question. It is a good question. I was going to say you're being apathetic to my question. I'm not being apathetic to your question. According to the Wikipedia page for the EP, okay. it was originally packaged with copies of Mm-hmm, uh, but was also made available separately. And I know that because I pre-ordered this EP online because uh, I got an email from, I guess, the Reliant K store at the time. And they were signing pre-order copies. So I have a signed copy of this cd somewhere yeah i think it's in our storage unit 
it's but, a thing I bring up every now and then because yes. I'm very sad that I don't know where it is. I think it's in the storage unit. I feel like we've seen it. We have boxes and boxes because Jessica's one of the people who threw away all the... She didn't throw away the artwork, but she took all the artwork out of her CD cases and I mean, threw I away the, all the plastic cases. I didn't do that with the Apathetic EP, though, because it was signed. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I have boxes of all of your CDs. Yes, I know. Danny was very and, upset because I, like, at one point complete, in time, I tossed the jewel cases. Jewel cases. I'm a I'm a CD completist. Of course, if the jewel case breaks, you got to replace it. Like I'm not expecting people to, you know, keep around the original jewel case that they got when they bought the CD. But the jewel case is part of the. What if experience. it has a different colored spine or something? What do you do then? Well, then you got to keep it. <laughs> I was also never never a big fan of the proprietary. CD cases like the digi packs and the things that you couldn't replace because the artwork was like melded in to the plastic, like they didn't come with a jewel, replaceable jewel case. Mm-hmm. I aired this complaint to the Get Up Kids once. <laughs> the Get Up Kids did an in store. <laughs> the Get Up Kids did an in store at Newberry Comics one time in probably 2003 or 2004, and I went to it. And my main question was, you guys got to start using jewel cases again because all of the, because, you know, something to write home about on a wire, like all these things would come in digipacks or, you know, or, or paper sleeves. Like those, if those things break, fall out of your car, break, you know, whatever. When those little, those little pegs in the center that hold the CD in place, Mm -hmm. you know, in the tray, when those break in a paper proprietary digipack cd there's no replacing them i said this to and they were like oh this sounds like it sounds like something you're familiar with it sounds like a problem you've had i'm like yes it is god forbid god forbid that paper case gets wet is ruined forever and you know what the guilt show their last album before their uh their long hiatus came out in a jewel case who do you think is responsible for that now, technically, their live album. I love Danny's stories where he's like, I mentioned this thing to this band once, and that's why they changed it. Yes. You have so many of those. Now, technically, <laughs> for their live album, which came out right before their initial breakup, that went back to a digipack. But whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, Guilt Show was in a, in a jewel case because of me. Why don't we get into the the lyrics of the song we're covering this so, week? So, <laughs> in our storage unit, we have a box filled with all of the backing artwork and all of the CD booklets from Jessica's CD collection. And then somewhere else is a big CD wallet with all of her CDs. You know what? I saved a lot of space that way over yes, the you years. Did. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I hope that in one of those boxes is your signed copy. I probably put it in there because it was your CD. And because my CD collection was immaculately packed and I didn't want to open it until we were ready to like put yeah, it. Yeah, we so I probably put your CDs in one <laughs> box, including your signed copy of Apathetic. You know, there are parts of our lives where we should learn to be a little more apathetic and allow... Like when you're dealing with me? Certain comments and situations to roll off our backs. Like when you're dealing with me. what's really important. Yeah, like when you're dealing with me. Exactly. Uh, The lines that really tell us what the song is about here are 
So take a wild guess. It's like I just couldn't care less if all the things you find impressive just blew up and made those messes that you'll frantically repair like it's a life or death affair. And all the while you're unaware for this, you really shouldn't care. But it's hard to see the reality that the end will be the end of things and our hearts are all we'll get to bring. So let's go ahead and make them worth something. So I think the song that's about like looking past the superficial and taking a closer look at what's actually significant. Mm-hmm. Which is a very fitting theme for 2020. You know, it is. I mean, that's just a hindsight thing. It's not a prescient lyric because, of course, this is a human concept that can happen in all times and all situations and all in lots of different, you know, perspectives. But specifically in 2020, this is a, this seems feels like it fits as a good message for how some people are dealing with like the situations going on, like people who are apathetic about, you know, health and safety with things like you know and people who are apathetic about the people who people who say like oh i I don't like getting too much covid talk during the podcast but specifically people who are like oh you know the covid only has like a one percent fatality rate like like what's it doesn't matter like let's just let's all forget that it's even happening but obviously that one percent of people who die from the disease are important their lives like no one wants them no one with a heart wants them to die, but but the world is becoming so apathetic to these problems, and it's gone on for so long that how can you not? How can mo- many people not start to feel apathetic? But it's up to us to like, we you gotta you gotta keep on trucking with the Karen, not Karen with the caring. Right. You gotta keep on trucking and don't truck with Karen. Don't truck with Karen. <laughs> Karens are the problem. Right. I'm saying you gotta keep on caring about all the issues, and you gotta like. If you feel it evaporating from your soul, you got to do something to keep at it. Speaking of caring about the issues, vote. Oh, that's right. We just got our ballots in the mail today. We did here in California. And as I'm soon hoping... as you get your ballot in the mail, vote. <laughs> yep. And I'm hoping that our second set of ballots that I ordered, they'll be coming <laughs> in soon, too. <laughs> shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about the lyrics, I think this is a, this is such a lyric-heavy song. It is. It is like... It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. And Repeating one... those lyrics, I was actually trying not to do the, like, stops, like, in the song. Right. Like, I, I was singing it in my head, and it kept, like, messing me up a little. It's nothing as, you know, um, verbose as, like, we didn't start the fire, or it's the end of the world as we know it, with all, like, the naming, like, the, the, the roller coaster like rhythmic naming of pop culture events and stuff, but it is such a syllabically dense song and it Mm -hmm. just keeps going forward and there's not like a lot of repeating like obviously there are repeating choruses and stuff but like it's constantly moving forward and con and it's one particular theme but it's constantly presenting you with whole new lines whole new poetic syllables like just and when we sorry i'm tired today (laughs) oh my god when we get to the covers there's one person who is like, I love this song. They don't say this, but they're basically like, they love the song, but they don't really know every syllable in the song. (laughs) And you can see when they're kind of just like filling things in. And I'm sure I personally, and I don't really feel like it because it's, I don't feel like reading through it because it is such a long lyrical page here. 
I I know for a fact I don't know every lyric of this song perfectly. Like I know a lot of it very well, and I absolutely understand the song as far as I'm aware. But <laughs> to um to like know every you know there there are there are like things you know how sometimes you can transpose lyrics very easily like you can say the when the word is uh or something it's not exactly what the person wrote but you kind of fill it in and it's close enough like i'm sure if i did a karaoke of this there'd be a lot of those little words articles and things i'm like oh that was the word little article words where i'm like oh that was it not what i always thought it was i mean i guess i could look through for specific examples y'all laughing me like i'm not y'all laugh at me like i'm not happy you know here's a here's a particular stanza that i absolutely never really knew and now i'm looking at it for the first time well i'm aware that everything is a far cry from all right i didn't know that's what i i would if i listened to it i'd probably be like well i'm i i'm well aware that everything is a far blah, 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 blah. i never right. knew what that part was <laughs> it's a far cry from all right I'm well aware that all of us can at times be too uptight. I understood. I could suss that out. And possibly the remedy is a dose of apathy. You point your finger at you, I'll point mine right back at me. So that that everything is a far cry from all right. That's a lyric I never really knew. If you don't, like, point your finger at some at somebody else invisible some other invisible person and then back at yourself at the end of this song, we can't be friends. Yeah. I always do that. I'm singing along to this. Well, song. you know, when you point a finger at one person, you're pointing three back at yourself. You know he's, that thing? He's doing the symbol. He's doing the like. That's he how looks like he's holding a toy gun. But that's how it works. When you point, well, I'll put my thumb down so it doesn't look like a gun. When you point one finger at another person, you're pointing three back at yourself. You're pointing two fingers at somebody then too. Okay, well, if, or, oh, you're pointing one thumb up at God if you do the, the gun hand. There you go. If you point one finger, if you point a finger at someone, finger like guns. it's a gun, you point one finger at the person, you're pointing three fingers at yourself, and you're pointing one finger, which is technically not a finger because it's your thumb, up at the Lord. Okay. Yeah. You are punchy today. I am punchy. <laughs> I've been up since 4 a.m. Did I mention that already? We have some reviews. We have a lot of reviews because this is the first time we're doing a song off well, of Apathetic. Yeah, but I have more to say about the song. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. You were just veering off into we, Sleepland. I didn't know. No, I have more. I have notes. Of, you, okay. You gave your thoughts on the song and sorry. I don't have my, I didn't get my thoughts in yet. Please go ahead. So first thing is I accidentally left this off of our master list of songs. So we just got two extra weeks of doing this podcast. Because when I went to number it, on our list is this list is public like anyone who wants to see it you don't have to be on patreon you can just see our master list of all the reliant k songs that we think exist and every time we do an episode on a song i put a number on it so we know we did it already i'm like where's apathetic way to be where is it where is it it wasn't here and i'm like oops i left it off the list that means i also left the truth off the list all the other songs though like in like a lion, mm-hmm. out like a lamb, whatever. It's good. And right, th- those those were on there for from other releases, but I forgot gotcha. to put the apathetic EP songs on here. Um, my history with this song is that I didn't have obviously I didn't have the vinyl because it was such a mystery to me, you know, recently about that. But I heard this song before the apathetic EP came out because they had posted it to their MySpace. Mm. 
and I thought this song was so cool and so great. I really wanted a copy, and I didn't know how in 2004 or 2005. I mean, I know the EP came out in 05, but like when I don't remember when specifically they posted it to their MySpace. Right. I was living in Manchester, New Hampshire at the time, so that was 04, so it was probably 04. And it wasn't, like, announced to be on anything anytime soon. So in order to rip it off of MySpace, I took a a cord that was, like, a headphone jack on each end. Like, mm-hmm. two male ends of a headphone jack. Right. And I plugged... And on the computer, I plugged the microphone... I plugged the speaker out directly into the microphone. So it was, like, a closed loop, right? Okay. The speaker of the computer was feeding directly into the microphone of the computer. And then I played the song and I clicked record. And so that's how I ripped the song off of MySpace. The problem was, like, there must have been a way to crack, especially in 2005, there there must have been a way to crack or get the song out of, like, your computer's cache or something. But I didn't know how to do that. So I didn't get, like, a pure digital file. I basically took the file... And I turned it into an analog thing through an analog cord and right. right back into the thing. And also there might have been some sort of electrical problem when you have a closed loop like that. Because there was a... There was like a sound in this version of the song I had. So okay. I got it as a WAV file, converted that to an MP3. And then I had it for... And I put it on a, CD, uh, a CDR with nice. some other stuff. But it had that just a slight hum (laughs) underneath it until the apathetic EP came out. And I didn't know that was planned planned down the line. So finally I got the apathetic EP and I was able to throw that computer away. Because I'm like, (laughs) I don't need the MP3 on here anymore. So that's my history with the song. Oh, Danny, you're always burning MP3s onto your stacks of blank CDs. I am, but first I have to rip songs off MySpace <laughs> in very convoluted ways. Um, you can just go on like Napster or something. Didn't you have all those things? I'm sure I did look to look at Napster if I, if I saw that the song was there and I Kazaa, wanted. That's a thing, right? Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm I probably I probably did go there. I probably did try to find an MP3 mm. first. And couldn't find a downloadable version. Gotcha. It was only streaming on MySpace. And especially because they're letting our younger listeners know this is before smartphones. <laughs> I always love it when a story has the caveat of this was before smartphones. All you have to do is say MySpace and I think they get the idea. Yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't, there's no hand computer to play the song streaming off of MySpace. I had to get it off of the personal family computer and onto a CD. This is how you did things back in my day. He's holding a pipe up. I had a pipe sitting at the table. I bought a pipe for a costume once and it made its way to the kitchen table because I... Because it's been sitting in my computer drawer with like my pens and my iPhone cables, and I'm like, this is just this is wasting space it's here. It's a nice looking pipe. Yeah, too. I need to put it. I mean, and it's almost maybe. I, well, it's it's October again already. I should just leave it out and yeah, figure out a costume go. that uses a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what a pipe sounds we like. Can hear it. <laughs> it was like eight bucks on Amazon. It's a nice pipe. I think it's I think it's cheap. It was eight bucks on Amazon, but it looks nice. It does. As long as I don't actually burn it. I'm sure if I put actual fire in this, <laughs> it would like bubble and crack immediately. Um and so I yeah, so this song's great. And going back to my question about 
what what was their plan for this song sequencing wise did they record this song expecting it to basically be on what amounts to a single what amounts to an you know what was an ep this song will lead its own mini release or did they record this song and write it did matt Thiessen write the song expecting this will be part of mm-hmm I mean, nobody, you know, nobody, know. I'm sure a lot, most bands don't know when they come into the studio with like 25 songs, they're like, okay, well, probably only like 10 to 16 of these are going to make it on the album. Who knows what's going to happen to all the other songs. But like, did they have that plan for this song or or when did they develop the plan for the song to not have it on? Mm-hmm. So- I might, I might be able to answer this question for you. Oh, okay. Actually, I just realized reading back through my notes, um, so I found a Recoil interview uh, that said, Recoil Magazine, uh, why is your upcoming EP due out November 8th titled Apathetic? Matt Thiessen. Oh, because there's a song on there called Apathetic Way to Be. That song was a B-side from the last record, and it's kind of sarcastic. There's a couple of themes on that last record about this girlfriend I had at the time who was really into stuff like clothes, and she lived in LA, and it was just so annoying and that apathetic song was really about being apathetic to celebrity america and possessions and stuff like that and looking at what's important and not being apathetic about that so timeline wise he must be talking about Catherine yep. elizabeth there right <laughs> Catherine hudson that must be who he's talking about that would be my assumption right when i read that i was like pretty sure we know who he's talking about yeah so, um, so that's interesting. So that doesn't fully, I mean, so it's a B side, like my mystery, my main mystery is still there of, did they record the song intending it for the full length and then right. decide it didn't fit on the album or specifically did the song have to make a heroic move of being like, you should be on the, this apathetic way to be, you should be on, mm-hmm, you're a great song, but we need you over here on the EP. Did they make that kind of like, you know, call? Right. But I can yeah. tell you that based on the personnel listing, it is the the like five score lineup, the like oh. 2005 lineup for oh, the apathetic on EP. This song and and uh, Warren? It's it's a generic like the personnel is for all of them except for I think that the truth has like a bunch of background singers listed. Oh, okay. Um additional vocalists, but yeah, according to a couple different, and again, I don't have my physical copy in front of me, but according to what I found online, uh-huh. it's the it's the Schneck, Warren, uh, Dave Douglas lineup. Oh, okay. Interesting. I did not realize that. Well, I have one other note as far as the music goes. Oh, so the fact that this song... Well, now that totally throws a monkey wrench in what I was going to say. But, I mean, I don't have the thing right in front of me. There could be an asterisk that, like, says, except for, you know, apathetic way to be or something. I don't right. know. Should I go to the trademark <laughs> website and see if the apathetic... Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. This answers my question. This is this This officially answers the question. Apathetic way to be... As far as the credits on the EP go, was recorded with the Johns. It was John, John, and and Doug. No, Dave is his last name. John, John, and Doug, and Doug Daveless. 
they're they're the ones mentioned and and i'm looking and i looked i look closer at like the full credits and stuff and there's no mention of brian like it doesn't say like tracks one and four feature brian Pittman on bass or anything like that right. so it's so it looks like yeah this must have been recorded after mm-hmm, because timeline wise um i think that warren might have like a guest spot on mm-hmm, but he wasn't officially a member of the band yet. Right. The Johns had n- nothing to do with mm-hmm as far as being members of the band at the time. So so that's got to be it. And timeline-wise, that first edition limited vinyl in 2005 came out in 2005. So maybe now I think I get it. They threw Apathetic Way to Be on the 2005 vinyl as a bonus because they probably had a little bit of extra space on one side. Mm. That must be the, that must be the reason. And and they put it out before the Jesus Freak Hideout thing. And I'm sure if I looked at the timeline of the releases on Discogs, the limited edition first 2005 vinyl came out before mm. Apathetic EP. So it must have been right. like I said, a little Easter egg of like here's a new song on the vinyl of Mm-hmm before this EP comes out. That so I think that answers the I. What, well, why do I? What reason do I have to go on now? I figured out all the mysteries of life. Um, we didn't. We should talk about the artwork. What I do you, love this artwork. Yeah, this is one of the first things that um, I at mentioned Jimmy Pod when they started up because they talked about. Um, Hold on. <laughs> There's one Jimmy Eat World record that has a very similar artwork to this. And have you seen it before? Did I show it to you when I talked about this with them? I think you probably showed it to me at the time. The album is a 2013 album called Damage. Oh, yeah. And it's not exactly the same, but it is. Un- it's. I mean, the Apathetic EP. It's an umbrella it's, that looks like it's taking off like a spaceship. I think it's an umbrella that has the sunshine under it. I get it. You, I just mansplained yep. umbrella art to you. I'm sorry. So both essentially have an umbrella, like a like a, a whimsical umbrella type artwork, smack center in the middle of the CD art. So they are kind of similar in that way. Whereas on the Reliant K EP, it's like sun and clouds made to look like an umbrella yeah and on this it's an actual umbrella with the sunshine inside it and the uh the the hook the like cane part of the uh umbrella going into opposite directions yeah between these two artworks i love umbrella ella ella a a a if apathetic wade (laughs) apathetic wait umbrella ella a a apathetic way to be you gonna go talk to the dream punk goes pod about oh. or pod goes punk about uh oh yeah about punk goes crunk punk goes crunk the because most racist the of all the punk goes it. album covers yeah if i was going to get a tattoo of any reliant k art it would be this art i have no plans to get oh, a reliant okay. k tattoo but if i was going to it would be this because i do love that the like with the clouds and the rain and the sunshine i just love that and the yeah. waves at the bottom it's very like it feels like like construction papery, yeah. Like a cutout. I love it. I think it's really fun. And, and then there's me. those variations of it that are inside the case, where it's like the umbrella is now made out of like fireflies or something. Do you think mm-hmm. that's an early 
call forward to Owl City. Sure. <laughs> and then there's the it's winter. Like stars. And then there's the wintry one where the umbrella <laughs> is like crumbling and made of snow, which maybe that calls to mind in like a lion out like a winter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so glad that that mystery is solved as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they recorded this song after mm-hmm, with Schneck and Warren. Sorry, I'm just like this is literally one of this is one of those Reliant K mysteries we've had, like all the ones around collapsible lung. But this one actually got solved without having to ask anyone in the band. And Bird, we had mysteries about Bird and the B sides; those all got answered. I'm so happy we actually found it on the internet. What else? Oh, so the thing is, like now it makes now that now that we've answered this mystery, it goes back to something else I want to say about the music, which is that since I always thought that this was like a recorded b-side from the same sessions as "Mm mm-hmm which now it seems like it probably wasn't i was always like this song feels so elevated above what's on "Mm mm-hmm like this song i mean if i really got down into like drilled down and looked at every song maybe this isn't true but right now because i've been listening to this song all week i feel like this song is better than any song on "Mm mm-hmm and "Mm mm-hmm is of course an amazing album but I just personally like this song so much more. It feels like the obvious next step in terms of just a tiny, just a half step up in terms of production value mm-hmm. and songwriting yeah. and like the vocals. The vocals. The vocals are a lot more polished here. And the incredibly dense lyrical content that's just fun. It's like it makes you want to get up and know all the words and chant them all back and stuff. So it feels like. Mm-hmm plus to me. It feels like mm-hmm on crack, <laughs> this one song. <laughs> so the fact that it was not in the play in the sequence for mm-hmm, the CD, well, of course, now we realize the timeline-wise it couldn't have been. It was a B-side or whatever. Its placement in mm-hmm 10, I, I really like it, like smack there in the middle, like this really great song, and it's just so big and full and fun it starts off with that like radio tinny sound it's got the dramatic teeson thing that we talk about a lot like dramatic teeson where it's got a slight almost broadway like quality not quite not as much as like some stuff on air for free have like real broadway vibes but this almost has you know what it might have it's something else that makes me think of like big theatrical is like the killers because like I a lot of like the killers especially like their big radio hits are so big and theatrical feeling I mean like you could all like when you listen to a killer song you think like this could so easily be a jukebox musical someday yeah, like I feel 20- that way about my chemical romance <laughs> no you don't <laughs> but I'm just saying in terms of these big like just dramatic feeling like triumphant dramatic feeling like we are young and we are here sort of <laughs> pop rock right. anthems like this is one in there and it just has this like slight like this could be in some sort of punk rock i mean i don't think i know of a single punk rock play that is actually good like the moments i watched of the no effects one of like seen stuff online of no effects one and the minutes of the of the uh, american idiot one that i've seen like I'm not saying I want this. I'm just saying this feels like a dramatic theatrical pop rock song. Yeah, there, the, the especially in the vocals, there's such a pop like a, a pop punk sensibility and a, a polishedness to it that 
I initially checked the personnel listing just because I was like, did Tyson actually sing this song? Because oh. it sounds so good. Yeah. And I did not see anything. Because <laughs> he that... normally sounds like <laughs> no, crap. I mean, he sounds great. But like, he just, it, the, it, the vocals were more fine-tuned and more um, mature, I felt, here. Maybe they took a lot of what they figured out with mm-hmm and tighten it up just a little bit more like they yeah. go through the process of making mm-hmm and maybe they get back into the studio however much later and they're like well we're still basically feel like we're in mm-hmm, but now like a little bit of hindsight a little bit of time off and we can make this even better than we even made that those songs on that full album um there's one however everything i've said now about the production there's one little product one more mystery about this song and it's production wise and then we'll move on and it's that weird little digital squishy sound like digital gurgle sound after the bridge have you ever noticed that i'll play it right now we'll get to bring so let's go ahead and make them worth something you so when he says go ahead and make them worth something there's this weird, and I don't know if it's a, it was a compression thing or if it was a mistake at all or if it's something they actually wanted. But when he says, go ahead and make them worth something, there's this weird, like, scrunchy, squishy sort of sound in the denseness of, like, all of the instruments together. Because there's that sort of radio effect over the beginning. Yeah, maybe it's like an auto-tune, maybe it's like an auto-tuning mistake or something. It's not in his vocals. It sounds like it's in the in the dense production behind him. But listen one more time and listen to this weird little squishy digital sound. You hear that? I've always heard it. I can't not hear it. Did you not hear it still? I did not hear it. But I'm also listening to this through a microphone and headphones. Oh, that's right. I'm holding like... it up to your face. <laughs> yeah, I hear it now. I took the headphones off. But it's clearer when he says worth something. Yeah. So I just, the, like, I wonder what that was. If it was just, like, maybe, like, the compression, maybe the sound wars thing. It's just, like, too full and, like, it somehow did that effect sort of by mistake. There's a similar thing in one of my favorite. It sounds like it could be being created through something else, like a... Yeah, but is it on purpose? It sounds so odd to me that I've always wondered what the deal is with it. But it sounds to me like a mistake or something they couldn't quite get out of there. Like, it's something that just kind of happened. Who knows? Do I know? No. But do I care? No. I'm not pathetic about it. <laughs> Whatever. Well, then you won't mind if I move, move on, on to the deep dive. Yes, no problem. So we have a review for the apathetic EP from Jesus Freak Hideout. The aforementioned review from Jesus Freak Hideout. Yes, and they've got four... They gave it four and a half stars as Danny rages across from my drink. Uh, so they gave it four and a half out of five stars. Um, album link, seven tracks, street date, November 8th, 2005. Continuing the tradition begun with the creep. That was the day the after creep- my birthday. <laughs> yes. Continuing the tradition. And two days after my Carrera's <laughs> birthday. 
Continuing the tradition begun with the creepy EP and furthered with employee of the month, Reliant K has readied the release of a middle disc between full-length projects. This time, it's entitled Apathetic EP, named not only because of the track Apathetic Way to Be contained herein, but also because of the overtly melancholy tone most of the disc takes. The album cover furthers the notion with a dark backdrop and the sun being covered by rain clouds, so the pensive mood is set from the start. But how does the actual album fare? The album begins with the new <laughs> single, The Truth. A hint of difference from the sound of mm-hmm is evident, but almost undetectable. It is safe to say that if would have fit perfectly, it would have fit perfectly is what they're, I think they mean. On, gotcha. Perfectly nicely on mm-hmm. It's fast and catchy and has the word hit written all over it. Lyrically, it deals with our inability at times to believe the truth that we are intellectually inept and just need to hand our lives over to God. Originally released on the vinyl version of Mm -hmm, through mono versus stereo, Apathetic Way to Be follows after the lead track, whereas the truth has a bit more meat to it. Apathetic Way to Be as you can guess from the title, is a bit more fun and witty. Half of me is all about apathy and the other half just doesn't care. Matt Teeson sings as he tells our generation's willingness to disregard rather than commit to anything. With the more upbeat portion of the album finished, the EP moves into three acoustic tracks, Be My Escape and Wish to Bury Us or the Hatchet from mm-hmm, and Overthinking from Two Loves Don't Make a Right, but three do. All three are masterfully executed. Teeson's voice is haunting on the stripped down versions and it makes you wish they would try the idea more often. Next up is a song actually inspired by C.S. Lewis's classic, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, entitled In Like a Lion, Always Winter. Perhaps it was turned down for the upcoming film soundtrack, question mark? Possibly. But it also is a pleasant song with a cheery Christmas aura to it. Not too fast, but not too slow. But it's always winter and never Christmas. What do you mean it has a Christmas feel to it? It relates the tale of the book to the reality that God is always with us. The EP finished with The Thief, which showed up not too long ago on Matt Teeson and the Earthquakes Pure Volume Online page. It consists (laughs) of nothing more than Teeson and his piano. And in typical Earthquake style, the song is an ode to broken love. It clocks in at just over two minutes and feels strangely short. It's a nice song, but it seems to... But it just seems the slightest bit out of place, even considering that it complies with the overall mood of the project. It has been a year since it's been released, and fans that have worn out that disc now have one more to sink their teeth into. Reliant K has yet to do anything that has not exceedingly impressed me, and Apathetic EP is no exception. With it, they prove that they are capable of balancing depth with catchy hooks and happy tunes with acoustic swagger. Fans of the boys from Canton, <laughs> Ohio, swagger. cannot go wrong with this addition to the Reliant K library. Except, how many? Two out of three of the band at that point weren't boys from Canton. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a very good point. Then we have uh, a review from Listen Up Reviews. Huh? <laughs> Let's see. They gave this. Five and one-fourth stars. What? 
So I guess they really, really like this one. Um, <laughs> it doesn't tell me out of how many. I'm just guessing five. But out I'm... of 20. <laughs> <laughs> Reliant K's exclusive tracks only apathetic EP begins with the truth. Okay. An excellent upbeat song that had the way you every read that, reason to be. Exclusive <laughs> tracks only EP. You meant. They're ex- their exclusive only track. You put a weird emphasis on that. Or is it, do they have commas that? It has. Oh, it's hyphen. It's hyphenated. That's okay. I mean. Exclusive tracks only. Exclusive hyphen tracks hyphen only. You're playing fast and loose with the hyphens there. Listen up, but okay. An upbeat song. What, what is this? The book? What is this? Complex infrastructure? No, it's the female mind. <laughs> The rocker chick in four words or less. And then it's like, she hyphen loves hyphen rock hyphen music. That's one word. The Truth, an excellent upbeat song that had every reason to be released somewhere. Apathetic way to be. While its lyrics are similar to Reliant K's usual style, it's musically quite different from anything we've heard out of Reliant K so far. The whole thing is very good and very interesting. Next follow three acoustic renditions of previous Reliant K songs, Be My Escape and Which to Bury Us or the Hatchet from their album. And Overthinking from their album, Two Lefts Don't Make a Right, but three do. Although the original version of Be My Escape is definitely better than the acoustic version placed here. This version is still a very good and upbeat song. We were surprised at the inclusion of an acoustic witch to bury because its original rock version was very strong and emotional. Since this version is acoustic, its vocal drama and emotion is obviously more subdued, but surprisingly, it's still quite good. This shows their talent. The final (laughs) acoustic redo, Overthinking, is one song where you could easily interchange the original and acoustic versions. Both are equally good. In Like a Lion, Always Winter, inspired by the movie The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Rich, and the Wardrobe, is a beautiful song that will probably be a Reliant K favorite. And to close the EP is the track called The Thief. It's short. It's a short song that is rather reflective in nature. We're not quite sure what its lyrics are referring to, but it's a good song nonetheless. The Apathetic EP is one of Reliant K's best EPs, and we recommend it. Thank you, Listen Up Reviews. Then we have a review from The Man Eater. Uh-oh. <laughs> Daryl Hall's music review website. Apathetic, not a pathetic EP. They ripped me off <laughs> 10 years ago. The guys of Reliant K want to be your ago. guilty pleasure. Do they? They already are. <laughs> There's an unfortunate stigma attached to the Ohio pop-punk quintet Reliant K. If they're not preaching about God, they're writing inane, asinine songs about oh Skittles and the pros and cons of mood rings. Oh, this is one of those. This is one of those. Wait, so this is a Christian. This is a, this is a super Christian thing, right? I don't know. Because they don't like Skittles and they don't like mood rings and they don't like City Hawkins dance because everything can only be serious and pious and religious at all times and everything must have a message. That might have been true until the band released 2004's Mm-hmm, a gem of an album that found the band breaking away from the youthful silliness of Just the, the way I like it, completely void of humor, here at maneater.com. And into more serious material, there was no Sadie Hawkins dance. Instead, the band placed the emphasis on life, its trials and tribulations, 
and fear of the future. Yeah, that's what I want. I want more focus on fear <laughs> and less focus on dances. I started. It's 2020. We could all use a little... A little Sadie Hawkins little Sadie dance. Sadie Hawkins dance. Six feet apart. <laughs> this just puts a bee in my bonnet. It puts a bird in my bee he's side. He's doing all of this with the pipe. Like an, like he's an old 50s, 1950s dad. And he's got his like slippers and his paper. And he's complaining about those damn kids in the yard. Like, How is school, son? <laughs> Go help your mother with the dishes. Can he... <laughs> If you're wearing headphones, you can hear him, like, rattling it across his teeth. I can knock it on my teeth. <laughs> the songs occasionally were lighthearted, yet as, on, yet as a whole album was full of introspection and meaning. The band returns this winter with the Apathetic EP, which is a collection of B-sides from Mm-hmm, as well as acoustic versions. As void of humor as my life here at maneater.com. <laughs> you know what the pipe does? It makes anything I say sound smarter. Watch this. Watch this. Watch. Uh-huh. Apathetic Way to Be is probably better than any song on Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he said that and then raised the pipe to his mouth and went and closed it in, yep. in the side. It's hard to take you too seriously because you are wearing an, an MXPX MX shirt from the Anaheim show. So he's wearing the Sorcerer's it's, Apprentice Mickey outfit. And then you've got on top of that a Hawaiian shirt. So it's really hard to take you too terribly serious. <laughs> don't worry about writing silly songs, Reliant K. The world needs a little silliness now and then. I put the pipe in my mouth to emphasize. I have to take a picture. It's my homespun wisdom. <laughs> the band returns this winter with the Apathetic EP, which is a collection of B sides from Mm-hmm, as well as acoustic versions of album tracks and a few new songs. Vocalist Matt Thiessen's boyish croon arguably is at its best here, and his rapid fire delivery and witty wordplay are in full force throughout the. Oh, deaths. you like witty wordplay, but God forbid they sing about Skittles. I actually wrote this review. <laughs> oh, you are a man eater. That makes sense. To me. <laughs> On apathetic way to be, he admits half of me is all about apathy and the other half just doesn't care and later declares being apathetic's a pathetic way to be, but I don't care. Teeson's lyrics might be Reliant K's strongest attribute and they help distance the band from the horde of pop punk bands writing typical teen numbers about moving to California and lost love. That is some shots fired at uh, Hawk Nelson over there. (laughs) Many might overlook Reliant K as being nothing but a group of immature 20-somethings, but the pop punk they create is better than most bands could dream of writing. The hooks are plentiful, and you can't help but sing along and tap your feet. The truth and apathetic way to be, the mm-hmm outtakes, don't stray an inch from the sound the band employed through that album. But that's not too surprising. There is no reason, however, why either of these tracks would feel out of place on Mm-hmm. The two songs might even be better than some of the songs that found their way onto that album. I'll ignore that this person has the same opinion as me <laughs> on that particular thing. Because I don't like them right now. 
I'm, it's, a, it's a perfectly tepid fine review, but I just I just got a little a little got a little bee in my bonnet about the people who hate the funny songs. The acoustic tracks are a nice treat for the band's tried and true fans, but none of them will impress newcomers. The one exception here in the new version of Overthinking from 2003's Two Lefts Don't Make a Right But Three Do, which took a mediocre pop song and transformed it into a beautiful acoustic ballad. The band had good intentions when releasing these acoustic cuts, but the re-recordings ultimately failed to live up to the album versions. The originals were high in energy while these sound a bit well, tired and Was it mediocre boring. or was it high in energy? <laughs> <laughs> also, generally, you do lose some of the uh, some of the um, the energy when you go for an acoustic. Version. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> like, and, and also the previous review basically implied the same thing, where they were like, "Like, we don't know why they did this when the song was so good in the first place." Well, it is one didn't like replace the other. You know what it's I mean? Just another version. That's like people. It's like, why did they make this movie when the book's so much better? It's like, well, the book's there, and now there's a movie. There's the original, and now there's an acoustic. You get them both. They're not mutually exclusive. Like that might not be the correct turn of phrase, but they're not. It's not like one has to exist and the other stops existing. I think I might have to get some actual tobacco for you to use in that pipe so you can calm I down. I told there, you it's Dan. gonna melt if I. It's an eight dollar pipe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what you pay for pipes. Still, you still you have to give the band credit for incorporating uncommon instruments into the acoustic versions, such as a mandolin on Be My Escape and a banjo on Which to Bury Us or the Hatchet, along with Thiessen's trademark piano. Reliant K always has been one of the more prolific bands in the scene as a group, as the group has released something nearly every year since 2000. While the apathetic EP isn't the best release of Reliant K's still young career, it is a nice collection to hold fans over until the release of the band's yet untitled, yet untitled, yet titled, I think they mean yet titled 2006 album. <sighs> can can you take another uh, another review or no? Because we have the punknews.org review. Oh, is it from Carl Up and Die? It is not from Carl Up and Die. It is from John, who gave it three out of five stars. John Schneck wrote this one. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Maybe John he spelled the John same John W. said, <laughs> this is almost as good as every amazing Ace Troubleshooter album. Reliant K has gone a long way in the last year or two in improving their sound. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the band, Reliant K is a pop punk band with lyrics that cover subjects ranging from contemporary issues to relationships to their faith, with the more controversial being the latter. Over the years, this band has matured an incredible amount from their annoying and overly preachy debut album well, <laughs> in 2000. I can't, I can't, I can't contest that. <laughs> to their fourth full-length, mm-hmm, which was released in 2004. Few bands have worked as hard as Reliant K. They release a full-length album nearly every year and even a few EPs in between all the while touring small venues around the country to slowly build their fan base. They have improved with every single album, and despite releasing so much material in a short amount of time, they have avoided the filler that we find from so many bands in that genre. Yeah. Now to their latest EP, which was released...
released in December 2005. It follows the heels of their highly successful album mm -hmm, and does a fine job living up to the standards set by that record. The EP starts out with The Truth, a song that has a bad religion feel in the beginning, which Mm. leads into a melodic verse and chorus beautifully sung by Matt Thiessen. A vocalist who easily has one of the best voices in pop punk today. I know that. The song's lyrics are well-written and thought-provoking, with the yep. theme being sometimes the hardest thing to believe is the truth. That's, that's what it is. The EP continues with the insanely catchy B-side from Mm-hmm titled Apathetic Way to Be. I know. In which Reliant K makes usage of the pun being apathetic's a pathetic way to be, but I don't care what matters yep. to you, it does not matter to me. Yep. Reliant K has historically used puns throughout their music, yep. and once again, the yep. song's lyrics make it especially interesting i know that what i know that next up <laughs> jessica looks so mad are the three acoustic versions of the previous of previous reliant oh, k songs. i get it and now i'm actually <laughs> this uh, is just uh, who needs music writers uh, when it it's always a, oh so it says you know i'm reliant sick k of song. music writers and i'm especially sick of all these music podcasts <laughs> <laughs> two of which appeared on they their last the album, latest album, and the other one which appeared on their release. Two lefts don't make a right, but three do. This is the low point of the EP, and it was a mistake for Reliant K to do this because the first two <laughs> okay. songs were so full and strong, and then the three acoustic songs let you down in some respects. All right. Nonetheless, they finished the EP off strong with two That's your opinion, tracks. bro. <laughs> In Like a Lion and the Thief, these songs are not the traditional sounding Reliant K-pop punk sound. They are both piano ballads that showcase Tyson's vocal ability quite well. In Like a Lion is one of the best songs they have ever released. And yes, the band has said that the song was inspired by The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. Well, there's no hint of punk or pop punk for that matter in these last two songs they are very enjoyable and reliant k then why is it on punk news my hope is that don't review things that aren't punk on punk news (laughs) stop talking about (laughs) hip-hop that's that people on punk news get mad whenever there's a review about a rap album my hope is that their next album will be more songs such as these two Many of you will immediately dismiss this band for one of two reasons. One, because they're from Ohio. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that. (laughs) Either because they are pop punk or because they are a Christian band. If it is because of the genre of music well, what if you that just play, what if you don't like them because of both reasons then fair enough but if it is because they are a christian band you should reconsider i myself am not a christian and reliant case two full-length albums and this ep don't bother me last two excuse me full-length albums and this ep don't bother me at all lyrically these albums are not preachy in the slightest way and i do not feel like they're trying to force anything down my throat what i like the most about this band is that they are honest musicians with some of the most honest lyrics you will ever hear. They love the style of music they play with all their hearts and could not care less if they make it on MTV or not, unlike many other bands in the genre. So if you have not already, give this band a shot and maybe you'll find the same to be true. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Another thing you came across was a Fill in the blank album quiz. It literally is a quiz that is just a fill in the blank of you have to name every track on every album up to oh. the point that they made the quiz. We're not going to do it here, but know <laughs> that it is out there. Wow. That's an advanced 
from sporkle.com slash games. <laughs> How's that a game? It is considered the ultimate Reliant K quiz, according to the creator. It's like, I don't know my state capitals and I can't name some the songs in order. <laughs> this song also appears on a list called 16 Reliant K songs you've never heard of. Want to take a bet? <laughs> yeah. It should be just anything that's on the All Work and No Play, which there's not even 16 songs on there. This is from... Body B. Is Body B on there? Geeksundergrace.com. Well, here, we'll go over it. I'm not going to read. I will just name the songs. Number 16, My Good Friend Charles. No, I heard of that. It's the demo from All Work and No Play, so at least you've got you've got that well, one. Well, it's still the same song. It is. It's it two versions of the same song. That's yeah. cheating. That's what I'm saying. Marilyn Manson ain't my girlfriend. What? You think you've heard of this song? No, this is the demo version, dummy. 15, Operation. The song was exclusive from the Creep. That will I say a, a lot of people probably haven't heard because... It, it's not on Bird and the B-Sides. It's not on Bird and the B-Sides. 14, I'm getting nothing for Christmas. 2007. That one, they play that one in like Hollister yeah, and stuff. No, Don't give me that. that. 13, The 12 Days of Christmas. Oh my God, that's one of their most popular the, songs. Yeah. That it's literally. Like number one on that, Spotify. The fact, that, the fact that that's our most started episode in the thousands because people accidentally click it thinking it's the song means it's a hugely popular song. 12, Africa. 11, Down in Flames. And that's the, the K is for karaoke yeah, yeah, version yeah, of Africa. Number 11, Down in Flames. Yeah. Number 10, Hello McFly. What? It's the first song. It's the first song on their first album. <laughs> no. <laughs> Number 9, Manic Monday. I can understand that one because it is on Punko's 80s. Yeah. So, okay. 8, and Hope it, for yeah. Every Fallen Man. Okay, yeah. that's a, That's a deep cut. The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, number seven. I mean... I don't know. I feel like that's pretty... That's pretty well that's known. Pretty well known. I, I mean, I'm sure some people I mean, maybe be surprised through that. Like, yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of kids, like, yeah. It's on, bo- it's, on the, it's on both movie soundtracks. Number six, Apathetic Way to Be. Number five, My Girl's Ex-Boyfriend. What? Why? What? It's on, mm-hmm, like, the most popular <laughs> one. You can't put a song that's on a mm-hmm on this that's list. A, that's a huge stretch. They were trying to just think of, like, what's the least popular song on mm-hmm. Four mood rings. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what an idiot. Stop. Who's this? Who is this? Three, candlelight. Two, collapsible lung. One, deathbed. Deathbed is... Deathbed is their number one. Right. Stop. Stop. Deathbed is like one of the Deathbed is like their beer as far it's like Real Big Fish has the song Beer which is like their biggest song but it wasn't a single like it organically on its own became their most popular song right Deathbed is like the equivalent of that because sure Mood Rings and uh, Be My Escape are bigger songs technically than Deathbed but Deathbed has the most organic following of any song that they've written well geeks under grace and wesley wood who wrote this article we disagree yeah (laughs) get him on the pod and if he wants to learn how to get on the pod he can listen to the break you ready for the break we are ready for the break let's take the break 
Go and listen to this, Wesley, and learn how to contact us. If you'd like to interact with Sadie Hawkins Pod, please do. We have a voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. You can also send us an email at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. And check out our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We'd also like to take this moment to thank our patrons who have signed up at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. We've got Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy Eat Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, and Helen. If you'd like to join our Patreon, we're discussing most of the K is for karaoke tracks like Justin Bieber's Baby and Cake's The Distance. We've done some random stuff like a video of us playing Animal Crossing and discussing our summertime playlists. Oh, and we're reading through the entirety of the Relying K-related book, Complex Infrastructure, known as The Female Mind. And hey, if you thought there wasn't a Reliant K book that makes a short bus joke, well, sign up and learn how wrong you were. There are two $5 and $10 levels where you can get those bonus apps and extras like merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins Pod. (laughs) Okay, so... Who doesn't own a cell phone? I do. Um, There's a... So there's a couple of good covers and a bunch of fan stuff, but none of it's like great. Oh, and one other note I forgot to mention about the song. On the our Twitter account, whenever I think up little parody lyrics, I like to tweet them out. Mm-hmm. And I had this idea, but then I didn't know what it meant. I knew this word, but I didn't actually know what it meant. And when I looked it up, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. It's apoplectic. Which means, so I wanted to tweet out the words, apoplectic is a perplexing way to be. Right. Just nonsense parody <laughs> lyrics. Uh-huh. But I was like, what does apoplectic mean? Turns out it means to have stroke-like symptoms. <gasps> oh, no. It, it means like when right. you're, you're like something, your, your muscles droop or whatever. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean to have to come from Like you're a having stroke. a complex migraine. Jessica has complex <laughs> migraines and she'll get like this thing in her eye. Her eye muscle reacts to it. The first time it happened, we thought Jessica was literally having a stroke. Yeah, I get an eye droop with my migraines or ear infections or whatever and occasionally my my speech starts to slur because that's just what happens when you have a complex migraine. And the first time it happened, we were at my parents' house and Danny and my mom rushed me to the hospital. <laughs> it was Christmas Eve. Oh. <laughs> it was always was migraines, never Christmas. <laughs> anyway, there's that. And now we can get into covers. And here's the first one. We start out with a vocal cover. And this is by... This is a nice short vocal cover, just a 20 second, 27 second version. This is uploaded by Fireball Brady. Do you think it's oh, the Brady? Maybe. Our Brady? Maybe. I don't know. This is uploaded 11 years ago, and this is Jem doing a cover of Reliant K's Apathetic Way to Be. No, no, angry. No, nonsense. It's taking me a while, but. But this is why I learned the most of my attachments is nearly not threat. Well, I'm simply not concerned. You laugh at me, I laugh at you. <laughs> That's adorable. I don't know <laughs> Cute. So we also, I don't think they ever played this song live. I didn't look at Sedlist FM, but there's nothing online. What else is Fireball Brady uploaded? Let's see. Fireball Brady Haiti update. Looks like he took a trip to Haiti. This doesn't look like Brady Sullivan. Nope. Okay. 
he went to Haiti and he uploaded a bunch of videos of him, like if it's a missions trip or some sort of trip. Gotcha. In Haiti. Yeah, that's nice. Ten years ago, all that happened. So, um, there's a couple more vocal covers. Here's one. An, here's a girl who sings it a cappella in her room. This is uploaded by TBMJ Dragon. It's the last one for today. Stay. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not angry. And no, I'm not upset. It's taken me a while, but this is what I've learned. Emotional attachment is really not a threat when I'm simply not concerned. The things that I take on, I soon shrug off. Cause I know no one will ever be content with the way things are or with what they've got. So I've given up and now I'm just indifferent. You will laugh at me. Lynchian. It is a little Lynchian. It's it's uh, mostly the ceiling. Most so of this composition is the ceiling, and it's like that you've got the lines from the like. It's very Inland Empire. Yeah. Um. So nice. she knows the words super well, yeah. and she's not. She's and she's just singing it in her, you know, out loud with the music in her head. Probably she doesn't have headphones. Right. Nothing playing in the background, but then. And she knows, she seems to know every word perfectly. All those little syllables that are easy to transpose with other ones, she seems to know them all. But this guy, he doesn't know all the words, but but that's okay, because he's awesome. Bobby Moon. Woo, Bobby! So this was uploaded just two years ago. All right. So, and especially because a lot of Bobby Moon videos we've seen have been from way right. longer ago than this. Yeah. And this has got this bizarre filter. Wow. It's like, I don't know what kind of filter you call this, but it basically whites out the whole image and turns him into just like line art. Line art, yeah. yeah. So here's Bobby Moon's cover of, voice cover of Apathetic Way to Be. Yeah, I'm angry. No, I'm not upset. Sick of me, you boil. This is what I've learned. Emotional attachment is really not a threat. When I'm simply not concerned. Things that I take on, I still shrug off. Cause I don't know one will ever be content. But the way things are, or what they've got. So I'm giving up and now I'm just a different So Bobby is his microphone. In addition to this crazy strong filter, he's using uh, I want to say AirPods because that's the current version. No, he's using wired Apple headphones, and he's holding up that button that's also the microphone to his to his mouth. Like, you know, I didn't think it was possible for him to have the same energy in a video like this sitting down at a computer desk, but he still manages to bring it across. Do you think he's sitting down? I don't know if you can tell that. He's like, he was swinging a little, like he was in a chair. chair. Yeah, like a swivel chair. I didn't look that closely to notice that. Okay. He's kind of spinning back and forth a little bit. 
Well, there's a Signe Blanford, one of those... Oh, yeah. Pond 5 mislabeled fake lyric videos. It's not really the song. Not worth playing. It's definitely background. It's definitely stock music we've heard before. So we'll go on to... There's only two real covers. And this first one is by... Uh, I'm not sure... Okay, this one's by J-L-A-U-C-H-U-A-N-G. So I'm not entirely sure like which names are separate there, but it's like J. Lou... Chuang or something like that. I apologize. But uh, here's her cover on acoustic guitar of Apathetic Way to Be. Yeah, I'm not angry. And no, I'm not upset. It's taken me a while, but this is what I learned. Emotional attachment is really not a threat. When I'm simply not pretty and I like it the chords don't seem to be correct or it's like in a different key or something right and obviously it's very I don't, pretty though yeah and I kind of like it when people and, she, and and I you can never tell if it's on accident or on purpose but I like it when someone kind of gets the chords wrong mm-hmm. or does them differently and it gives the song a whole different tone so I want to skip ahead to sort of the bridge area It's slower, a lot slower. So I, th- I don't think that's a version I could listen to all the time. But mm-hmm. that would be like, if I want a slightly different take on it, that's a version I could go to. But then here's the only like full band version. And um, I didn't write down the name of this person. So let's see. Hold on. We're opening it. This is Apathetic Way to Be Reliant K cover. Oh, and this is on Spotify. Sorry, no, this is on SoundCloud. It's the only cover on SoundCloud, but it's also on YouTube. So we'll play the YouTube because you get the visual. This is from three years ago, uploaded by Peter Hunt. And this is a full, It's I think it's Peter playing all the instruments, if I remember correctly, but it's a full band version. It's taken me a while, but this is what I've learned Emotional attachment is really not a threat When I'm simply not concerned The things 
gonna take on Last and drag on Cause I know no one Will ever be content The way things are Or with what they've got So I'm giving up And now I'm just a digger in You will laugh at me Like I'm not happy Yeah, nice. I liked the slow building of the drums. Yeah, I did too. You can watch in the visual version on YouTube where he's very lightly... It's mm-hmm. their electric drums, and he's very lightly playing them throughout the beginning, and he starts to pick up a little bit more and hit them more. It this is, a song, this is a song I referenced in a past episode, but it reminds me of uh, Fairy Tale in New York. The Pogue's Christmas song is just like that building, almost fanciful fairy tale like drumming that just kind of slowly builds up and then starts going as the song kicks in it's a real nice effect more songs should do that also kind of has the feeling of like barnes and noble music (laughs) (laughs) i mean barnes and noble can play all kinds of music but what i think of is barnes and noble music so barnes and noble soft rock or something so that's really nice and i like that um again that's by peter hunt so those are really the covers and then there's a bunch of different fan things but not all of them are like really worth watching there's a runescape video a code lyoko amv a 40 like it's like a 40 second last airbender amv there's two (laughs) different naruto tributes to specifically the character and we never know how to pronounce Uh naruto side characters but this is like a male side character named Shikaruma, Shikamaru, 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 who I guess is like sort of the most, he must be like the apathetic character. Like when we played more than useless, when we did more than useless and there were like five different Krillin from Dragon Ball Z videos, because like whoever's the useless character in your favorite show gets an AMV (laughs) to that song. So this must be the apathetic character in Naruto. There's a couple of different things, and I it's definitely worth checking out. There's two of them. There's a website. There's a YouTube channel called Geeks Under Grace. Oh yeah, I talked about uh, Geeks Under Grace. Did the, one of the reviews we read. Oh okay. Oh no, I'm sorry. They did the 16 songs you don't know by Reliant K. That oh. was their list. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, slightly better is their YouTube video. Where I, he basically gives a five and a half minute Bible lesson ah. called Being Apathetic is a Pathetic Way to Be Chopping Wood. I guess Chopping Wood might be the name of the subseries on his YouTube channel. And he just gives a basic sort of Bible lesson. And I don't know if we want to get into all of it because I'm very tired. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's another thing that was very interesting. And again, it's too long to really play. Don't worry, David Ketch. I'm not going to ask you how many times Danny said he was tired in this episode. (laughs) Giving our intern the night off. So Reverend Fisk J or Rev Fisk J is a YouTube channel. Um, And six years ago, they've got, he's got, he or they have got 12.4 thousand subscribers. This video has 4,000 views from six years ago, and it's uh, 20... And I listened to the whole thing, because, again, I've been up since 4 a.m., and I was like, well, I've got so much time to do research, I can watch... I mean, I put it on two times speed, 
but I listened to the entire 20-minute Bible lesson here. Romans, it references the actual verse, Romans 14, 1 through 12. And to summarize it as best as I can, I mean, he gets into very particular doctrine and supports what he has to say, like, biblically. But he talks about how, you know, there are things, and I wish I could remember the books, but of the Bible he talks about. But there are things in Christianity that are like the tenets of Christianity, like the things Mm. that you can't debate, right? But then there are, and then he makes this argument that there are other things about Christianity that are like optional and can be changed out and stuff. And how like, you know... Which day do you do you do you worship the Lord? Do you worship on Saturday or Sunday? Like, what day do you not eat meat? And all of these sort of things like that can be moved around. And he related it to the Romans, you know, like the Christian Romans. Like, they didn't have churches the way we know them now. They had home churches, and they weren't what we know of as home church, where you go over and have donuts right. at the end or whatever. They were literally the church for the area, and they were in someone's home because there was no Christian churches right. and stuff. And when people would be traveling, they would have to visit each other's home churches. And, like, sometimes they would argue because, like, one person would, they wouldn't eat meat on Tuesdays. But this home church doesn't eat meat on Thursdays. So now this home church is criticizing this traveling Christian because he does Christianity wrong. And this, and Reverend Fisk J basically equates it to, like, someone who visits a church and has blue hair or tattoos and this church is like you're not a christian because you have blue hair and tattoos and it's like but that's there's biblically that's just they're allowed to do that if they want like so it's a it was very interesting it's worth checking out he drops in apathetic way to be at one particular point and of course using the title and i'll just play when he dropped in the song And so one person esteems one day better than another for this, that, or the other thing, fasting, while another esteems every day alike. They just eat their meals and go to their job, yeah? Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Which is, don't do something because you're being pressured by other people's opinions to do it, but actually think it through and have some knowledge. And this is pretty important. It means you can't be apathetic and say, I don't care. You actually have to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. So the one who observes the day of fasting observes it for the Lord. Great. While the one who doesn't and eats that day eats giving thanks to the Lord for the food. Great. Oh, when he talks about girls having, you know, when he talks about people having blue hair and at some church, like, thinking they're not a Christian, he plays this clip. Just through death and into everlasting life and nothing like blue hair is going to keep us from it. And nothing like not being free enough to like blue hair is going to keep you out of it either. You've got real pretty hair. <laughs> Why do you pass judgment on your brother? So, anyway. That's cool. And uh, I'm definitely losing steam. So let's see if there's anything great that we can end on. There's a family FMV, you know, footage of of families having fun. Um, There's a guy lip-syncing to the song in an edited fashion, and he just wears a backpack the whole time. It's almost like they shot it while he was on his way to school or something. Like, he does not take the backpack off for the entire (laughs) lip-syncing video. Um, But here's the last thing, and I already posted this to our Twitter account. Danny, half of them just didn't care about taking that backpack off, and the other part was apathetic about it. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So before I completely lose steam... (laughs) Some of you have already seen this on the Twitter account. Best AMV of the of the week goes to Vanish Paw Productions. Here's their music video set to Apathetic Way to Be. It has a little opening. Here we go. 
Oh, wow. It's The Lion King. And I gotta admit, watching this video, it got me here a little bit. Because Simba did get apathetic after Simba thought he killed his dad. He runs off to the wilderness to live with Timon and Pumbaa. And he becomes apathetic to his role as the king. And it allows Scar to get in there. And then he's got to stand up and do what's right and not be apathetic anymore. And I'm not a huge Lion King fan, but this is probably my, this might be my favorite Disney movie. This is like, Lion King was a new Disney movie when I was old enough to like specifically care about Disney movies. You know what I mean? Interesting. So there's a lot of, I ain't watching that live, quote unquote, live action Lion King. No, thank you. (laughs) I'm not apathetic to it. I'm uninterested in yeah. it. Yeah. It's you can't call it live action when it's all CGI Disney. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And every time in this song they talk Tyson sings about you all laugh at me. It's sh- they it cut to the laughing. It, there's so many characters laughing at different points in this movie like the monkey and different lions laugh. He all the whoever, hyenas. The hyenas, they always have a clip of someone laughing whenever Tyson sings you always That's laugh great. at me. It's good stuff. Okay, here you go. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Simba doesn't care. He can't go back. And then last thing. It made me think about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He plays the voice of Simba as a kid. Mm -hmm. And do you think Jonathan Taylor Thomas has any kind of a complex? Because he personally playing that character didn't get to be the one who completes that arc like he comes into the studio and he's like basically like he he, i thought maybe you were going to ask if you thought that he had a complex infrastructure known as the female mind no but you have complex migraines known as (laughs) jessica migraines (laughs) apoplectic and apoleptic sick sick what's the word symptoms I'm sleepy. But anyway, for real, because it was like four in the morning, I woke up, I've been awake since then, I've been tired all day long, and I was thinking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and I'm like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, as a little boy, plays Simba, but then he's done with the Simba role halfway through the story. Do you think Jonathan Taylor Thomas ever personally feels the heavyweight like it's unresolved for him? Because it's Matthew Broadwick Broadbrick, who goes on to be grown up Simba and like complete that cycle and stand up and be, you know, the man that he, the man lion he needs to be. But do you think Jonathan Taylor Thomas, these I, are. I don't know. I'll have to ask him next time I see him. <laughs> okay. Which Jonathan Taylor Thomas? <laughs> JTT? Did you know I saw this thing online the other day that was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas is now the same age Tim Allen was <laughs> when he started Home Improvement? Yes, I saw that. One of those, like, do you feel old yet things? And I was like, whoa, that's weird. That's like the day that I realized I'm older than Homer Simpson. Right. And I was like, oh, no, I'm I'm actually, like, it, understanding Homer Simpson better and better every day. It devastated him for, like, a good week. Yeah. Found that out. But Homer Simpson, okay, here's the thing. And we'll, and then we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll close out. On modern Simpsons, because the Simpsons has a rolling timeline. Bart of the early seasons is a kid of the 90s, but Bart of the current seasons is a kid of today. They show Bart playing, you know, modern video games and being a streamer and having an iPhone and doing things that modern kids do. Mm -hmm. But they never 
do a rolling timeline on Homer. Right. Homer is not obsessed with pop punk and constantly <laughs> tweeting me- memes. Like, if The Simpsons really wanted to stay modern, a 30-year-old like Homer in 2020 is a memer. Right. Like, what's going on, Simpsons? Come on. So anyway, Jessica, do you like this song more, better, or the same as when you listen to it? The same. I like it the same as well because I can't really like this song more. It's absolutely in my top 10 favorite Reliant K songs. Yeah, same. And it was, but it was also in my top 16 Reliant K songs I'd never heard of. (laughs) We just wasted 95 minutes of your life. 